This week's episode of the Sports Lounge is brought to you by Cool Joe Burrow's Cool Kids Cigarettes. Quarterback Joe Burrow and his team of scientists have developed these cool new ciggies that are specially designed just for us kids. Many yummy flavors available, including chocolate, strawberry, and Skittle. Cool Joe's Cigarettes. These cigarettes are yummy. No cap. And now it's time for the Sports Lords, fam. <laughs> Whoa. It's inspiring to know a couple of things. One, that Herb still considers himself a kid, and uh, despite being a very elderly man. And two, that Joe Burrow has a team of scientists at his disposal as well. I think that's also really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, Herb has always lived by the phrase, you know, young at heart. He really, he stick, he clings to that. And, uh, and yeah, look, cigarettes are cool again. Let's just call it like we see it, you know? Joe B's bringing them back in a big way. You got that whole vape market. Why not wean some of those kids off their vape and onto cigarettes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we want to go analog. You know what I mean? It's like cool to be vintage and retro. Um, get back to like, exactly. you know, using post-it notes and writing with pens and smoking ciggies as they, mm-hmm. as said by Herb. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, I, you know, me and Herb actually sampled some of the product and they are yummy. That is no cap. Yeah. Those are facts. Oh yeah. What yeah, was that your chocolate cigarette? It was fucking good. Yeah. I was going to ask, what was your favorite flavor, Kevin? I, I did like the chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. Not usually a strawberry guy, but the strawberry was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Me and her blasted through a few packs earlier yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for those of you who don't know, I know it's hard to tell, you know, and I'm, I'm not putting him on blast because he doesn't care, but Herb is a big time smoker. And I mm-hmm. don't think I've ever not seen him with a lit cigarette, whether it be in his mouth or in his and his hand Mm. yeah well the way he explained it uh was he you know coming up as a young announcer even before he officially became an announcer he was told you know like look if you want to get into announcing you gotta smoke it's a basically it was a requirement for the job for decades to get that nice rich deep husky voice it's um it's it's part of the game you know it's the the buffer brothers uh you know heard so many a million stories about them you know blasting cigs drinking scotch back in announcer school and that's part of what makes them great is um their vices yeah you got to dry out those vocal cords too you know there's a practical need for it also so yeah and and cigarettes won't, I mean, you've hear Herb, you've heard of the Buffer Brothers, you've heard Joe Buck, all these guys, they have amazing pipes. Um, mm-hmm. And they all, you know, they all li- light them up, as they say. So, you know, maybe pizza does more damage to you. Because, like, if you listen to this guy, he doesn't sound so great. The day of reckoning will come. <laughs> that, of course, is Papa John. And as far as I know, all he does is right. garlic sauce. So maybe watch out for yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Because that garlic guy... sauce and quaaludes, I think, is his mix. <laughs> yeah, there's a pharmaceutical component for sure there. Yeah, uh, it'll yeah. it'll it'll make you sound like this. He has no pizza experience. And nobody wants to sound like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows what's in that garlic sauce, you know, mm-hmm. like joe b's cool kid cigarettes they they are made from real american tobacco with artificial candy flavoring but yeah but they're made by scientists and we trust science trust exactly science at all costs mm-hmm. so 
you know, if scientists, if scientists saying these are good, you got to use them. And, and exactly. I should say it is artificial flavoring, but they do use real Skittles in the Skittle flavor. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Wow. And, and pretty dedicated to authenticity then. And that mm. Skittle flavor, is it like a mix of all of them? Or is it like some of them are the, you know, red ones? Some of them are the purple one. Um, It's a mix of everything. They even throw in some tropical Skittles. Nice. Some berry Skittles. Um, the whole Skittle family is involved. And hopefully that's they can awesome. get an M&M Skittle, uh, M&M flavored soon. Because I know that's been big in the, in the the dumbest shit news uh <laughs> m&ms yeah well just to pull back the curtain a little bit we uh we had some controversy with with herb with herb excuse me this week uh because we did have an m&m ad read about their new um non-sexy m&ms uh that we were going to promote and Herb just flat out refused to read that ad. He got he got pissed off. Yeah, he did. He he said no sexy, no talky, and uh, <laughs> refused to do it. Well, he and it's to be fair to Herb, he did date the green M M&M and M for a couple of years. <laughs> so yeah. it's personal for him. Yeah, and I I, I don't think he, you know they still are on good terms and i don't think herb likes what they're doing to the green green m&m no he because he, he's very don't... upset he always talks about her i mean he describes her to us all the time in detail he'll say stuff like this she got a great ass. he'll <laughs> say that a lot just like al pacino yeah he's kind of obsessed with her and sort of talks about her as like the ideal woman you know and it's just he's always bringing her up could you play that um clip one more time sure thing just yeah this is unedited by the way she got a great ass (laughs) (laughs) which if you don't know that clip uh if any youngins out there listening to that clip it's from one of my all-time favorite movies heat and uh, it's like towards the beginning of the end of Al Pacino being um, subtle in things. You know, I got to give that movie a watch. I recently saw one of Pacino's uh, lesser known classics called Cruising. Mm. And I don't know if we talked about this already, but recommend. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, um, I haven't seen Cruising. I also have never seen Heat in its entirety. It's a long um, movie. Um, yeah. Back when movies weren't in like always super long, the way now every movie has to be almost three goddamn hours for no reason mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, but yeah, Heat, it's, I think it's the first Al Pacino De Niro together movie, or maybe not. But yeah, you got Al Pacino. Well, they, did, they did Godfather. They get, yeah, I think too, the, but th- they weren't on screen together, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're actually yeah. acting together. Either way, you got both those guys. You got young Val Kilmer in there. Lots of guns, lots of bank robberies. Some Michael Mann joints. Highly recommend. Any any superheroes? No. Uh, but that doesn't, that doesn't work for us. No superheroes. Yeah. But but maybe I can bring you back because you got. She got off. Great ass! Got a great ass. <laughs> That's him yelling at Hank Azaria, by the way. Uh, in that. That's scene. awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 need to yell that every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. With a long pause, she got up. Two, three, four, five. Great ass. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, the sexy M&M, no more sexy M&Ms. Uh, yeah. What the hell, man? Can this, can 2022 get any worse? Yeah. Well, it's just concerning for the culture as a whole, you know, to lose something like that. That just feels like it's, <laughs> it's so important. Uh, a, that the M&Ms have personalities. Mm-hmm. All of them are have personalities that I know 
you know, we're all super plugged into and care a lot about. Well, I, yeah, I hacked and, into some, some, um, RFPs. Um, sorry, I was getting a phone call. Uh, you know, I have some, some RFPs from advertising agencies and I've hacked into those. And within those, they do leak some, uh, you know, character traits of each m M&M. i've memorized those i use them mm-hmm. every day just to know for my yeah. own personal mm-hmm. uh, peace of mind yeah well like anytime i eat m&ms i you know pick them by the color and i'm like oh it's a blue one this one's the dumb goofy <laughs> one. Oh, here comes a yellow one this one's also dumb <laughs> oh <laughs> here's the other colored one he's dumb and then here's the last one she's sexy there you go you know, i say that to myself every time i eat m&ms yeah mm. i'm just worried because like and again not to get on a rant here not to sound like the old guy but but what's next are they going to make flow and the progressive people not sexy now too are they gonna yeah, like take that right. away from us right. <laughs> no chance yeah over my dead body I'll storm the Capitol. I'll say it right now. I'll storm the freaking Capitol. And saved. (laughs) Yeah, we know. Look, FBI, NSA, we know you listen. We found out last week or whenever it was. So there you go. Yeah, no, you guys can't. You don't scare us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, F off. Yeah. Um, you know what guys get bent get freaking bent um Mm -hmm. that all aside what a weekend of nfl playoff football am i right fellas oh yeah jeez it actually was extremely good uh and the complete opposite of wild card weekend yeah yeah, I mean, I guess it, it felt like the reward we got for watching any of the wild card weekend games. We had to sit through a crappy weekend, but we got rewarded with uh, just a nonstop rock block of exciting games. Yeah, if you missed, if you missed it, just so you know, every single game basically ended uh, – on like the final play, there was like either a field goal of some sort kicked as time ran out or a touchdown scored as time ran out to win the game. So everything came down to the very last second. And uh, yeah, it was actually really fun. Yeah. And, and cool Joe Burrow, who might be the coolest QB in the NFL. He pulled off the big upset against the number one seed in the AFC Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first game of the weekend, I believe, on Saturday afternoon. It really was, and that kind of got forgotten with everything yeah. else that ended up happening as the weekend went along. Because, like, again, Cincinnati hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years. Now they're one win away from going to the Super Bowl, and they are very good and have a shot. Like, it wouldn't be crazy to see them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which would be awesome. I'm pulling for them. Oh, they're, for sure. They're my team. I'm now. all in on the Bengals for sure. Yeah. 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 This is a Bengals pod now. And mm-hmm. lifelong go- fans from yeah. Boomer Siason days, you know. Mm-hmm. We're just regular Cincinnati lunch pail guys now. S- Skyline chili eaters, you know, big time. Ohio yeah. River. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Ohio River, <laughs> the best, yeah. the best river, you know, the yeah. only river. Yeah, uh, you know, TJ Hushmanzada, love that guy. Been my favorite player all my life. Look, don't forget Ocho Cinco. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so th- we're all about that, and yeah, pulled off the huge upset of the top seed, and um, you know, pretty pretty crazy. I think Joe Burrow. He's a special guy. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, he got sacked nine times in that game. Like, his O-line seems like they suck. Well, that's why he missed all of last year, because he got sacked so much they eventually broke him, literally. Yeah, exactly. So, But he still, he had an insane game. Like, he put up, he's really good. 
and his really college and his college teammate and rookie of the year and maybe even offensive player of the year Jamar Chase at wide receiver is incredible as well. Yeah. Yeah, and um you know, then so we're Bengals guys, that's established, but so it was big mm-hmm. to see them win and then the well the before sec- we- before yeah, we get off the Bengals, I did want to mention this. Uh, the ref in that game, the most important part of the game, the referees, the, uh, his name was Cleet Blakeman, which I thought was a funny name. Oh, Cleet. Yeah, he sounds like a, a cattle hand or something. Or <laughs> some I, kind of the, like a real dick in the dirt guy. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if Cleet is, I wonder if he's named after the athletic footwear or if it's short for Cletus. C-L-E-T-E is the spelling on that name. I don't have any Cletuses in my family. How about you guys? No. No, no, I don't. No no Cletuses. Um, Although I I do, like, what is the origin of the name Cletus? Because I just know it from The Simpsons. Right. Cletus the slack-jawed yokel. Um, Um, That's a great question. I'm going to just go ahead and Type into my search engine. Uh, Cletus. It's Greek. It means illustrious, called forth, invoked. Damn, Greek. it's actually a pretty awesome name. It's a short form of Anacletus. Hmm. Okay. So, so not sure. I how, get... Yeah, Go I'm not ahead, sure Ken. how the name Cletus, a name of Greek origin, became. Um, like a substitute for just saying, I mean, I guess just the Simpsons did it. Yeah. Yeah. There must it's, have been a Cletus, another Cletus in pop culture who was a hillbilly. It seems like in the early 1900s was the height of that name. And then uh, right now it's pretty low, even though it's going up a little bit, but it's uh, been pretty low. Well, shout out to Cleet Blakeman. Clay, L. Clay. He's a straight shooter. He loves the rules, man. Old Cleet's yeah. always been about the rules. He's always telling us what to do, what we can't do. Yeah, big rule guy, for sure. And speaking of anti-rule guy, the second game, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He, he bucks all the trends, including the trend of winning at home in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. he they lost the 49ers in the snow game up in Green Bay. Kind of a not fun game to watch. Uh, Extremely low scoring. The 49ers only touchdown, I believe, came on a blocked punt uh, towards the end of the game as Jimmy Garoppolo, the handsome 49ers quarterback, couldn't get anything going. Hey, Jimmy G over here. Jimmy Smiles. We call him Jimmy Smiles (laughs) because that smile. And some Jimmy over here. And some Jim. Jimmy Good Looks. Jimmy Good Looks. He used to run with our crew. Then he joined the 49ers. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> hey, as soon as you're done throwing that pigskin, you can come on back to the crew and do murder for hire. Um, this was the only game, speaking of the mafia, the only game that I bet money on. Mm. And I and I won. Nice. Wasn't oh, yeah. feeling good about that bet for most of the game because it didn't look uh, great for the 49ers, but they pulled it out. Won me some sweet, sweet moolah. Yeah. Yeah. That game, um, it was a little on the, it, there was not a lot of offense in that game, obviously, but you had the Lambeau Field backdrop, you know, and then it started to like flurry in like the third quarter. Um, so that was awesome. And then there was that blocked punt. Yeah. You guys, that was insane. Cause the mm-hmm. ball was in the air for like 10 seconds and like players were like, didn't know where the ball was. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it hit the ground and a guy scooped it up and scored a touchdown. I was like, Holy shit. Well, with the weather all game long, they kept harping on how green Bay has the worst special teams in all of the NFL. And they were like, oh, is this going to catch up to them? And San Francisco, I think, has like the second worst special teams or something. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it came up. Respect special teams. Yeah, 
It's important. And, and you're the special. Big, the big question mark on that game as well afterwards, a lot of people are saying that might have been Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer. Yeah. We mm-hmm. shall see. Yeah. It's I'm a, I'm like, who cares? I, I'm so done with Aaron Rodgers. He's just so smug and annoying and just I don't know. And like I'm not we're not gonna get go down this path because it's like the dumb hot take shit that I hate on ESPN. But you know, for so long everyone keeps saying Aaron Rodgers, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's the greatest, he's the greatest, he's the greatest. But with the sports culture being that rings are all that matter. I mean, doesn't that automatically break that argument? Cause he's only got one and that's probably all he'll ever have. Yeah. I mean, I've already heard some takes flying just in the last couple of days where people are like, that was like a legacy defining game for him kind of where it's like, he's just going to go down as a great regular season quarterback yeah. And a bit of a choke artist in the playoffs. Um, like a Brett Favre, it, if you will, to yeah, continue like the a, Green it, Bay thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he's he's just – he's such a weird guy. And obviously there's been so much talk about him this year, but he just – he's – the funny thing about him is like he also – he seems kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't seem like he has fun really right. that much. On top of him, like, you know, now he's he's getting more political and obviously he has his anti-vax stance, but it's just like all of his his state farm commercials are always kind of like joyless. Like, I don't know, he just seems like he's just sort of a miserable dude. That's true. I hadn't thought about that 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 much, but yeah, I think you're right. Cause like Antonio Brown is a fucking psycho and also anti-vax mm-hmm. or whatever, but like he's having the time of his life, you know, like right. he's going to Nets games in courtside, like fucking leaving the field, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Uh, He's at least enjoying his ride. Yeah. Yeah. And to that end, also to compare it to another quarterback, Joe Burrow, he, um, you know, he's obviously very clutch in his young career and he takes it all seriously, but he also, he seems like he does have fun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He has fun in the post-game interviews. He likes to smoke a big old cigar after big wins, you know? He's a colorful, fun character. Like, even robot Tom Brady seems to be more full of joy yeah. life than Aaron Rodgers at this point. And it's crazy, because that guy's a robot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like a lot of these nerdy NFL or weird NFL QBs seem like still like more fun than, than Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. It, yeah. It's, I guess he'll be, he might be done at green Bay and then um, maybe he'll be on the Titans or something next year, but. Yeah. There's a few whatever. quarterbacks on the move, so it'll be interesting. Cause like Russell Wilson wants to leave the Seahawks as well. Um mm. Aaron Rodgers is now another big name. Who knows? Tom Brady is now contemplating retirement. They're saying, does Rodgers chase the ring by going down to Tampa Bay and trying to replace him there? Yeah, he he might. But honestly, seamless transition. The Rams, Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, That game, I don't know, my uneducated take after watching it is I don't think Brady is going to let that be his last game. I think he's still got juice in the tank. Yeah. Cause he pulled a pretty epic comeback. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Though it didn't pan out. LA tried to sabotage that game and give it away. Cause you know, Brady did the heroics on the offense, but the Rams had the dumbest sequence of bullshit possible to give it like they were up comfortably and then like forced a fumble and fumbled it right back and threw like a stupid interception and just continued to do penalties. And like they set up Tampa for that comeback and Tampa took the lead with like seconds left. And then Matt Stafford ran back on the field and, you know, threw a bomb to Cooper cup to answer right back and uh, set yeah. up the Rams to kick a field goal with four seconds left and win as time expired. It was 
it seemed like a boring game throughout, and then it got real interesting there in the fourth quarter. It got pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree, Kevin. I don't think Brady's done. I mean, he led the NFL in passing yards this year. Yeah. So, like, I don't Tampa's see – Tampa's good. Yeah, Tampa's good. He's he's can still play, even though in that game you could tell, like, because the Rams' defensive line is so good. Like, that's – if you if you put pressure like Brady doesn't ever want to get sacked. So as soon as guys are close to him, he like especially this old man version of him, he he kind of shits his pants a little bit. Um, Understandably, I would also shit my pants. If Aaron Donald like, is coming after you. And I'm yeah. like I'm younger than him, so it's pretty amazing, but yeah, he did for like 3 quarters of that game, he did look like an old man trying to play NFL football out there. Yeah. And I feel like we've seen um, that before somewhere. Um, so it's like, you know, can't fucking count that guy out. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and you know, that game was a little bit triggering for us all, I'm sure, as the scoreline lined up pretty damn close to uh, the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. Um, it it would have been actually an even more insane comeback because – they didn't really start turning it on until the third quarter, but it didn't happen. Rams got out with a W. Well, I mean, the Super Bowl was the same. I think we were up 28 to three with like four minutes left in the third or something. Oh, God. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> yeah, it's going to haunt us. It's going to haunt us for a long time. But hey, we got other championships in this. Oh, yeah. No, it's a, I don't so. remember that. I just remember yeah. theories. Um, that's all I remember. Well, um, and that reminds me, I saw like with the quarterback the potential QB carousel that might happen. Um, I saw somebody floating, maybe the Falcons trade Matt Ryan. Yeah. This offseason, um, which would be crazy. Um, but I'd almost want that for him if he ends up on a team like the Titans or something. Like if he gets traded to a good team and has like one more shot at a playoff or, you know, a couple good years left on a good team. Yeah, you know? I'd, I'd be happy for him. I sort of feel like that's how a lot of Lion Detroit Lions fans are looking at Stafford. They're like, yeah. they still yeah. like that guy, and they're happy that he's getting a chance to win with the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. I just saw that insane clip. It was actually hard to watch, but somebody posted it from a couple years ago, I guess, where clearly Stafford dislocated his shoulder, but mm-hmm. he went in for another mm-hmm. play, which is oh, yeah. absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing as someone who's – witnessed uh, a shoulder dislocation and how painful it is and like to go in an nfl and take a snap and throw a touchdown geez louise yeah yeah it's insane it's still nuts i know i've referenced this before to think that matt stafford and clayton kershaw and i think kyle farnsworth are all high school teammates on the baseball team somewhere in texas in Highland Park, Texas. It's like, how the fuck did they lose a game? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just, I was just alerted by friend of the pod, Luke Mayu, that Jock Peterson and Devontae Adams were both receivers for their high school football yeah. team. Yeah. And Jock actually yeah. had more reception yards than Devontae in their senior year, which is wild. Yeah, that's insane. Um, but yeah, I, I going back to the Matt Ryan thing, I think it would be good for Matt and the Falcons just in general to because mm-hmm. like even start even like him getting a chance at the playoffs, like he's not going to get in Atlanta, but also I feel like fans don't care for him anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, let's not have the last few years of his career getting booed by the home crowd. I, I don't know. It just he's it's already happened, but. I think like uh, just moving on would be best for everyone. Yeah, I think so. I think he still has a little something left too. Yeah, like, for sure. If you, if you put him on a good team, he'll he, he'll get the job done for you. Yeah, he's just playing behind one of the worst offensive lines ever. Yeah, like, you send him up to Indianapolis, who doesn't have a quarterback mm-hmm. with Carson Wentz. They have like the best running game in the NFL. You don't need your quarterback to run. They got decent yeah. receivers. Frank Reich's a good coach. That's that'd be a good spot for him. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, but speaking of being triggered from Atlanta, I was more triggered a little bit more by this final game. Oh my gosh. Uh, of the weekend <sighs> because this Bills <sighs> Chiefs game felt like such an Atlanta style ending that it triggered me more so uh, than the 27 to three. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, I'm curious what the, what the emotional temperature is in Buffalo in the days since that game. It's uh, it's rough. So for those of you listening real quick, just to give a little background, if you didn't see it, uh, the Buffalo Bills played the Kansas City Chiefs in a rematch of the AFC Championship. Probably the two favorites to win the Super Bowl going into the weekend, I, I would argue. I think they were like the hottest teams. Um, the Bills, the game was like kind of close throughout. And then the last two minutes of the game were just fucking insane, where Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen went crazy, tons of lead changes. Um, I think they said Mahomes had 177 yards after the two-minute warning uh, in the fourth insane. quarter, <laughs> which is crazy. So back and forth a ton. The Bills take the lead with 13 seconds left. Seems like the game's over. Chiefs get the ball back. Uh, Mahomes drives it to kick a field goal and tie the game, send it to overtime. Chiefs get the ball, score a touchdown right away, game over. Uh, that's what went down. So basically the bills had 13 seconds away from winning. Didn't do it. Uh, the mood here in the city, it's been, um, I was talking about it at work today with some coworkers who don't give a shit. Cause they're not from here either. Uh, it feels like after Trump got elected, it just feels like a city in mourning. Like everyone's like yeah. kind of looking down and not talking a mm. lot. <laughs> I I can't even imagine because I know how much yeah. that team means to the city. Yeah. And also, yeah, that was like, there's two main things to me that like sealed that the fate of that game. Um, one was I have no idea why they didn't kick it like a squib kick on that yeah. kickoff mm-hmm. to, to just keep like to kick it all the way in the end zone takes no time off the clock gives them decent field positioning instead of just squibbing it and running a few seconds off probably cut out a whole play on that drive yeah Mm -hmm. um and then obviously both quarterbacks played out of their minds they're both so fun to watch and so similar in how they play and then but the other thing was uh i know this a million people have said this but the the NFL overtime is just, what is it? What even? I don't like it. Yeah, it's funny how it wasn't talked about as much when uh, the Falcons lost the Super Bowl because the exact yeah. same thing happened there where the right. Falcons never got the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's bad. Regardless of that, it's bad overtime. Yeah, I, I don't think it produces a, <clears throat> I, I think it, it is because it, um, it comes down to the coin flip, basically. Right. Especially in a game like this where it's like neither both defenses are done. Yeah. And it's like whoever gets the ball first is most likely going to score a touchdown and end the game. So it's basically the coin that in this game, the coin flip pretty much decided who was going to get to win. Yeah. Cause they weren't stopping Josh Allen. No, dude. He was. That fourth down, that like fourth and 13 touchdown pass. I was like losing my mind. Insane, man. Yeah. Like that, it just kept getting crazier and crazier. It was one of the best NFL games I've ever seen. Um, Yeah. And again, for those of you that don't know, the NFL overtime rules, the way they stand right now, the way they are written is um, after the game ends, there's a coin flip. The winning, whoever wins, the coin toss decides whether they receive or if they want field position or whatever, you're always going to receive because if you, if you score a touchdown right away, the game's over and the other team doesn't even get a chance to get on the field. If you get a field goal, then the other team does get a chance to come on the field. And if they don't tie the game's over then. So, 
you know, in a game like this where you're going to score, especially at that point, you're going to score a touchdown every time it's kind of over. Um, And it's stupid. I think they should just fucking just play a 10 minute quarter. Just like give them 10 minutes and just play it out all the way to the end. Doesn't matter. I, I, I like that solution. I think that's, I think that's a good solution. It's pretty straightforward and it's pretty likely that that one team will be uh, on top at the end. Yeah. And if it's a tie after that, you just keep playing. I, I just, you know, yeah. it has to end at some point. Um, I've seen some wacky solutions. There was one that the Ravens had offered up last season. That's getting some yeah. traction again. Yeah. Where you flip the, where after the coin toss, you get to eat. It's something like you, the team gets to decide whether they want to receive the ball or, and then the other team will get to uh, decide yeah. where the ball is spotted on the field. Right. So both yeah. teams so have a say in something. I I think, cause I just pulled it up and it's the, yeah, the first team gets to choose where the ball is spotted. That's what so it let's is, say yeah. they're like, all right, well on the 10 yard line on our, or like on their 10 yard line or mm-hmm. whatever. And then the other team gets to decide whether they're going to play offense or defense. So it's kind of like it, I guess they counterbalance each other is, is the idea. Yeah. They both get a say, uh, making some sort of choice, but to me, it's just like, just fucking play more, just keep playing. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Like just one more quarter and people I've seen people talking about this online and, you know, the argument against playing like another extra quarter is the wear and tear on players. But I mean, the NFL, A, there aren't that many overtime games anyway. So it's really not that much. And they're all, they're trying to add games to the season every year anyway. You know, like, yeah, yeah they, they don't they care about did. wear and tear of players. Yeah. <laughs> and you could even you could even save this for the playoffs. Like you can have the regular overtime, the bad overtime rules in the regular season. And then this only takes effect in the playoffs. Um, Cause like, it's like other sports do that. Like in soccer, sometimes you just go straight to penalty kicks, depending on the tournament. Sometimes you play another two halves that are shortened um, in baseball. Like, wasn't it like the runners on base or something, a thing, in the regular yeah. season, but then not in the playoff or vice versa or something like that last season. Yeah. So like, you can, you can change the rules like within regular season and playoffs. So yeah, just do that. Or, or you can do a field goal kicking contest without the kickers. Like you just send up other dudes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be fun. You know, I think that'd be kind of a fun thing. Yeah, that would be fun. I also do want to point out um, how incredibly fast Tyreek Hill is. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that shit that, is insane. That one play where he kind of I think he did a sweep and it was just like my jaw was on the floor because he's just he made these other professional defensive backs look slow. Like he, it was it was mm-hmm. just wild. Um. I think he is actually clocked as the fastest guy in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, yeah, it's um, it's crazy because as fast as Tyreek Hill is, and you know, he looks it when you watch him because he's so little, and you see like Nicole Hardman is just as fast and maybe even faster than him. Uh, mm. The former dog wide receiver who also plays for Kansas City. It's just that he's like also like you know six six or whatever and just long stride but they just have so many fast players on that team it's unfair it is unfair um you know geez it's they're really freaking good i would say that uh they're probably are they the favorite they look to me like the favorite to win it all now yeah i feel like they have to be probably um, nope, maybe the Rams are a close second, I guess. Yeah, with those defense, the defensive line is just it's crazy. So, yeah, we're gonna have some good games this coming Sunday. That's all I know. Yeah, usually yeah. this is the best weekend of um, 
of football. Usually the the champion, well, actually the divisionals actually maybe even better, but the division, the championship games are usually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't I know mean, how you could top this past weekend. No, we'll yeah, see. yeah. It's gonna be a tough show to follow, but um, but yeah, um, it should be fun. Okay. My follow up question, um, because I was watching the game with some friends, all the games, and every time I kept saying it at first as a joke, and then but it just kept happening because first it was was the first game. Uh, it was Burrow and the Bengals against the Titans. Towards the end of that game, I was like, "That's big dick Burrow. That's a big dick performance." And then the next game, I was like, "Well, that's big dick Brady." Because Brady put it on. Then Stafford. I was like, that's big dick or big stick Stafford, whichever you prefer. Then the next day, it was – who do we have first? We had – I'm losing track of these freaking games. Well, the the second day was Brady and Stafford first. So then you had – so then that – the night before, you had uh, Jimmy Big Dick Garofalo. Um, (laughs) And then the final game, it was – you know, Big Dick Allen and uh, Big Dick Holmes, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So my question to you guys is, uh, out of all those incredibly Big Dick performances, which was the biggest Dick performance by a quarterback? Mm. That's tough. That's tough. Um, my first – my instinct is to go with, with Joe Burrow simply because he took such a beating in that game and still came out on top. Um, I don't know. It's tough, though. I mean, how do you go against Mahomes and Allen? Yeah, they, to me, was, they were clearly the two best quarterbacks of the weekend. To me, the biggest dick is Patrick. It should be Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not going to give it to him. I think uh, the foreskin on Josh Allen might be a tiny bit longer. And the reason I give it to Josh is because the even on their first drive, they went on fourth down twice. The amount of fourth downs he converted was crazy as fuck. So um, I might give it to him on a slight little edge. I think I would I think I would agree with that. Both good choices. I don't think there's a wrong choice here because mm-hmm. I mean, can't overlook that Stafford touchdown right. to Cooper Cup. I mean. It was crazy, but yeah, this was yeah. like a showcase of quarterback um, fortitude. You know, mm-hmm. these guys who it was like the highest pressure moments and and stepping up. Yeah, so, right. salute to all of the uh, quarterbacks in the whole weekend. Yeah, it seems like uh, if they can stay healthy, much like the NBA, like the the future is bright for the NFL with some of these young quarterbacks, the way the NBA sort of like the Luca trade draft class with all of this like talent in the NBA, like now, like with Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, seems like he got yeah. uh, a good, and I think Fields is going to be good and there's other guys. So I think the, Herbert's great. So I think the yeah, future Herbert's is, uh, yeah. Assuming they stay healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see uh, what kind of quarterback the Falcons get because, I mean, (laughs) even if they don't trade Matt, he's not going to be there too much longer. So maybe one day they'll have a fun young quarterback. They're they're holding out for Stetson, man. They're going to keep the hometown kid, national champion. Yeah. Gritty. He's going to die in his first game on the field. He'll just have a pair of cleats with smoke coming out of them, and that'll be his last moments on earth. Um, I do also. I have one last thing. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, I, I, this was brought to my attention. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on. So Jeff Passan, baseball writer, <laughs> he wrote that big article critiquing the Braves use of the tomahawk chop and how essentially like it's it's way past time to get rid of this like dated offensive thing that they do at Braves games I'd respectfully point out Jeff Passan is a Kansas City resident he's a Chiefs fan he's 
He goes to games. He wears Chiefs gear. They do the tomahawk chop, the very same one at Chiefs games, probably as much or more than they do at Braves games. Not a peep. Haven't heard anybody say, I haven't heard Jeff Patton. I know he's not an NFL writer. He didn't bring that up at all. Hypocrisy alert. Hypocrisy alert. This is is Kevin's hypocrisy alert. Why? I I don't really understand why they get a bit of a pass. And I, I, you know, I put it to you guys. Why? Why do they get a pass and the Braves kind of don't from the national sports media? Um, I, I think uh, I think it is because of regional bias more than anything else. And it's people, whether they know it or not, are more likely to see like see the chop. It's offensive. And they're like, well, I want to talk about it because, of course, those Georgia rednecks are down there, you know, like they love racism down there. Um, and that maybe the Midwest, because Kansas City is basically a Midwestern town, doesn't have quite the same immediate association. Um, that's my best guess, because, yeah, I don't know why, why it's not, why nobody, it doesn't seem to get the same amount of discussion when the Chiefs do it as when the Braves do it. Yeah, I don't know. I think my initial thought is just because I don't remember the Chiefs doing the chop up until recently. Yeah. Well, like, I think mm-hmm. that's a new thing. Whereas, like, the Braves have been doing it since the 90s. It's like, because when you hear chop, it's always like Braves, Florida State is what everyone always brings up. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, they pipe in the Florida State band. <laughs> you know like at these games that's that's like what yeah both kansas city and in atlanta and i think it's just because like the braves have been on top they've been on tv a lot more uh for longer doing it so you just have that association because like i i genuinely didn't know the chiefs i hadn't seen the chiefs football game until mahomes started playing well Mm. i don't remember the last time i watched the chiefs maybe when joe montana was there um but i don't associate the chop with them i just don't I know they do it now, but I don't think of it ever. I think that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, because the Chiefs were just mediocre to bad for so long. They just weren't in the public consciousness. You didn't go turn on a Chiefs game if you were and, a neutral yeah. fan. And this is going to sound weird, maybe. I don't know. Again, I'm just like talking out of my ass here. But like baseball's conservative, but I feel like the NFL is – even more so and so like they don't give a fuck um they genuinely don't care and the fans don't either where like a lot of hipsters like baseball you know what Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of think piece writers are baseball fans and i could see you know and they're like oh football that's stupid uh we ignore it so yeah see that also maybe yeah and i mean maybe it's something has changed with the way games are broadcasted or something. Cause I just feel like now, like watching this game over the weekend, you could hear it in the background, like yeah. throughout the game. And they were piping you know? it in through the stadium. I mean, that's yeah. a loud stadium. And I do, it's, it's almost weirder to me because there's been more um, reversing uh, course and hand wringing in the NFL over like social justice issues. Like, they have on the back of helmets like end racism or certain stadiums have black lives matter flags or, you know, they have causes everywhere. I would say even more than baseball. So it kind of, mm-hmm. in that sense, it stands, it's like in the chief's end zone. I think it says end racism. Yeah. I mean, it came doing the job. This came up <laughs> because of that, like last year, whenever it was that they did the end racism stuff. And it was like, isn't this kind of ironic, you know? uh right there in the end zone but um yeah i mean again the nfl had a team named after a slur so for they let that one people still say it like troy aikman said it the other day still so you know it's like yeah yeah. you got horny guys as coaches uh i don't think they're too worried about that stuff that's true and bruce arians i think um (laughs) looking at him like 
I, I don't even know if he actually has his headset hooked up to anything. Or it eyeballs. Kind of, yeah, it's like he wore sunglasses until it was dark and snowing in uh, Green Bay. And he's, I mean, yeah, it looks he like he's looks just like, like he... I, I got a pounding headache. I can't even. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, no, he wasn't in Green Bay. Sorry, he was Pittsburgh, in but it, it was in Florida. dark. Yeah. It, it yeah. had fully gotten dark and he still had those dark shades on. And it sort of sort of seems like it's Tom Brady's just like, you just shut the fuck up and stay on the sideline. I'll I'll run it. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, yeah, just go hang out at Margaritaville and then show up on Sunday, Coach Arians. All right. Whatever you say, Tom. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got severe old man drunk face he looks yeah, he does he looks like one of those guys that would post a video on twitter in his car correcting like some sort of social justice bullshit thing uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah like he has that look and face mm-hmm. yeah i mean at the very least he just looks like a guy when you walk into a bar at like um 12.05 p.m. on a Thursday <laughs> and you're just like, oh, oh, these people are here all the time. Yeah. Um, he looks like that. Mm-hmm. He, lo- <laughs> he looks like the, like when you're in a little league or any kind of thing, it's like, oh, I, please don't let that guy be my coach. Yeah. Like yeah. anyone but him. Any other yeah. kid, not Jim, not like Joe's dad, that guy. Joe's dad, Bruce, is Coach Bruce is a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's kind of got like the Hulk Hogan hot dog skin, <laughs> hot dog skin tone, except it's like a hot dog that was like, you know, left on the grill for three days. And you mm. open the grill back up and you're like, oh, we never took this hot dog off the grill. <laughs> Look how wrinkled and fucked up looking it is. But you still eat it. But of course you still eat it. Yeah. It's like a little chewy, but it's a little you know, chewy, but you're not gonna waste it. Dog. It's a perfectly good hot dog. Yeah. Why would you waste that? But that said, I wish all the best to the Arians family. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, and also real quick, uh, this broke right before we came on, but Sean Payton. Long-time coach of the New Orleans Saints who helped cover up some Catholic church shit down in New Orleans, too. Um, he's stepping Split. away from the Saints. Yeah. Um, end of an era for for the Aints. Yeah, he really, um, really turned him around and uh, is kind of an asshole, but he seems to be, like, a really good coach. I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, because he... Um, he helped the the archdiocese of New Orleans <laughs> cover some lawsuits or uh-huh. sweep some stuff under the rug or something. Then he also, you know, was involved with Bounty, or he was the head coach during Bounty Gate mm-hmm. too. So, so, but you know what? NFL head coach isn't a dirt bag on some level, I guess. That's I true. That's true. They haven't they broke the mold when they made Dan Reeves R.I.P. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sean Payton, kind of weird because he's relatively young that he's stepping away, but. Well, he's stepping away from the Saints. Rumors already are flying that he's taken the Cowboys job. Wow. Okay. And I think he was a coordinator there uh, back in like the Jimmy Johnson era or back in the day, I could be Mm. wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was a coordinator in Dallas. He has some sort of relationship with Dallas. And uh, I think Jerry Jones is looking for anything, Um, but who knows? Maybe he is actually leaving and walking away. He'd be a good fit at Dallas. He's, you know, he's kind of a heel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the Cowboys are, are basically the heel team one of the heel teams of the nfl and yeah he he was assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach from 03 to 05 right before he was hired by new orleans in 06 so there you go 
I believe he's an Eastern Illinois grad, like former Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo. Yes, he is. Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Naper, Naperville Central High School, Eastern Illinois University. Okay. Played with the Bears. Sure. And he's an Illinois guy. And he played in Britain yep. for the Leicester Panthers. I'm guessing for NFL Europe. Damn, they should bring NFL Europe back. Yeah, <laughs> they should. The Barcelona Dragons. Um, that's the yeah, only team I remember. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't remember. They there had to be like a Berlin or a Munich team or something. Yeah, they should. The Birmingham Fire, the London Monarchs. Uh oh, there's shit. There's a bunch of seasons here with different teams. Um. So they had North American teams and European teams. Oh, shit. The European teams were the Amsterdam Admirals, the Barcelona Dragons, the Berlin Thunder, the mm. Cologne Centurions, the Frankfurt Galaxy, the Hamburg Sea Devils, uh, the London England Monarchs, Rain Fire, and I the, remember that one. The Scottish Claymores. <laughs> it's like they all kind of lean in a little bit to the local lore yeah. except uh-huh. the German ones just try to ignore that as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> do another one but make it like the Brighton chimney sweeps or <laughs> something like that yeah the Northamptonshire yeah. sea urchins or street urchins or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be fun well the usfl is coming back so yeah the dublin street urchins (laughs) the galway bogmen the belfast car bombers no that's too much too much the belfast Uh, stay out of me neighborhood um the Milan, the pizza. There you Without go. Spaghettis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for the spate of games next Sunday. Should be good. Should be good. And yeah, it's going to be sure. real good. Uh, not sure if you guys caught any of the UFC last Saturday, but. Uh, it was pretty cool because it was two giant men going for the heavyweight belt. And uh, old nice. Francis Ngannou from, I believe, Cameroon. Uh, he beat Gane and they went the distance. It was a decision, but he kept his UFC heavyweight belt. So it was fun. Would have liked to see one of those guys knock another guy out, but hey, you can't have everything after that great weekend of games yeah so, yeah take what you can absolutely yeah. um and then baseball i know they just had two days of meetings not sure if any progress was made i think some offers were made and rejected and counter offers were made and that's the last i saw the big thing in baseball is that the hall of fame selections come out this tuesday night we're recording on a tuesday um they're gonna leave bonds out again they're gonna leave out clemens again but big poppy might get in so that's the thing i've seen going around a lot well yeah 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 the baseball hall of fame conversations a frustrating one yes um because ultimately the like, fate of it is decided by a bunch of like uh curmudgeon-y baseball writers. So yeah. Um because like Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Steroids or not, do... if you've seen him play, come on. Yeah. And it seems like most baseball players feel that way. Yeah. Too. They're like the guys was like the best I've ever seen. Like it's it's dumb it's stupid he should be in 
Yeah, he should be in, um, and then they should just include like, oh, and by the way, he he uh, allegedly took steroids, but so did all of these guys. He'll eventually yeah. get in because, like, right now they're doing because, like, the writers vote. You have like however many years to get you. You keep getting on the ballot, and you can get voted in. But down the line, I think the league itself can put you in, um, which is probably what will happen. I think the biggest injustice is that Andrew Jones isn't in and isn't even like getting a lot of love to get in. Yeah. But it's, that's an outrage. It really and I'm is. not even being facetious here. Uh, I agree with John Smoltz. John Smoltz said he wouldn't be in without the greatest center fielder of all time playing behind him. Mm-hmm. And uh, cause he was a fly ball pitcher. And that, those are his recent comments. And I agree. I think uh, Andrew should be in. And even more hot take, I think Fred McGriff should be in too. All right, sue me. Uh, you I mean I do have my lawyer working on paperwork. Great, to bring sue it, you. bring it. <laughs> but I, I, I yeah. do think I, I agree with you, and I. It seems like the only thing that works against those two is they get lost in the sea of like Hall of Famers on that team, right? Yeah. Well, and and Andrew didn't. He didn't get to fight like he fell off. He his career went off a cliff, so people hold that against him for some reason. But he still hit like four hundred, almost like around four hundred fifty homers, and he had ten Gold Gloves. Like he was really good. Yeah, he was the best um, center fielder I've ever seen. He was absolutely yeah. unbelievable. He paid the price for putting his body on the line day after day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hold it against him. You hate that. exactly. Um, but the, so he deserves to get in and maybe one day he will. And I hope by that point, the Braves have retired his number yes. 25 mm-hmm. because they have still have not done that. And I feel like it's an insult to him. You know, it would be kind of embarrassing if he gets voted into the hall of fame and then the Braves are like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we got to retire his number. That's right. You know, agreed. Yeah, that's, that's, that's bull spit, man. Yeah. The Braves organization makes some baffling decisions from time mm-hmm. to time. And that's one of them. Yep. It's a shame. But um, but yeah, that's the Hall of Fame stuff. That's what's kind of being talked about a lot right now. But um but yeah, we'll see. I mean, what happens if you care about that stuff? I don't really care about Hall of Fames, so. Yeah, doesn't really mean that much. No. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, not a ton going on in sports besides that. I don't think. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we're we're still a little ways away from the NBA being consequential. So we're all in on the NFL. The three guys who were very unenthused about the NFL, this is when we care about it. And it's, yep. luckily it's good. Yeah. And I've been paying attention to the NFL like the most I have in a long time uh, this season because of uh, fantasy purposes. But uh, yeah, it's been great. Um, and yeah, the NBA, I'm, you know, Hawks have won four in a row since last episode, so they're starting to turn it around. Seems like exciting. Hopefully they keep it going. Yeah. God willing. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for another classic episode of the Sports Lords. Again, shout out to Joe Burrow's Cool Cigarettes. Make sure you check those out um, at a store near you. Yep, they sell yeah, them at pretty them much any, any of your local uh, gas station bodega type deals. It's in the kids section with um, candy and whatnot, but it's not candy. It's real tobacco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it says it on the package. Yep, and it's it can be a birthday gift, Valentine's Day. Oh, um, yeah, Valentine's Day. You don't even right need up. after school surprise, give it to your kids, whatever. Just try it out. Just yeah. try it out. It's never too early for stocking stuffers for next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they they will last, uh, you know, up to two years. 
Yeah, the Joe Burrow scientists yeah. have assured us the chemicals in the kids' cigarettes will be good for up up to 10 years. Yeah, it's it's a new kind of tar they're using. Uh mm-hmm. the carcinogen technology has just gone yeah, way above and beyond it's since we amazing. were kids. So, you know. Yeah, really powerful stuff. So check it out. Thanks again uh for for them for sponsoring the show and thank you for listening. Um, you know, like, subscribe, leave us a review, all that good stuff if you feel like it. It would help us out if you did that, but if you haven't already. But uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with a whole new app. And uh, everyone have a great week and pop a bless. Bye-bye. Here she got off. Great ass!